You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Love all of you that check out our shows every week. Of course, Ross Tucker Football Podcast daily. About 25 minutes or less every single day, getting you your football fill. Then, of course, the Even Money Betting Podcast, super-duper popular, which is awesome. If you like to bet on the NFL games, College Draft Podcast is really cool. If you're into talking about the top prospects or the biggest college games or even betting on college games, this show is blessed by the presence of Joe Dolan, number one ranked fantasy analyst over the last 10 years. I can't remember who did that ranking, but I have it on my phone somewhere. Pretty cool because he's my co-host and the star of this show check him out like i do on social media at fg underscore dolan and go get all the wealth of information they have over at fantasypoints.com using the code 23 feast i'm at ross tucker nfl we are at ross tucker pod and of course you can always watch us on video youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl Joe, let's dive right into it. Thursday night, it's an interesting one. Will Levis time for the Titans against Kenny Pickett, who I don't understand. Kenny Pickett keeps getting hurt and then playing in the next game, even when you think he's not going to. Talk to me about this one. And and he hasn't played particularly well, so it's not like you feel confident with him playing hurt. Um, Will Levis, uh, I know the trade deadline has passed. First and foremost, let me just throw this out there. It kind of feels like the trade deadline's too early. Like, it feels like it should be, like, at least another week or two. Maybe the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Because now, like, I've been thinking for weeks, oh, they'll just trade Tannehill at the deadline. Well, now the deadline's passed. They haven't traded Ryan Tannehill. Nonetheless, unless Will Levis completely falls flat on his face, which, hey, look, Ross, I say this. He was he was a um, second-round pick for good reasons because he has great physical talent. And he was a second-round pick and wasn't a first-round pick for other reasons because uh, of inconsistencies and some concerns with his play. But you saw the good stuff on display, just throwing the ball down the field, um, just giving them a, 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 a chance. You know, DeAndre Hopkins scoring his first three touchdowns with the Tennessee Titans. I don't want to overreact to Levis looking great in one start. That by no means writes the story on his career. But you have to, you can't ignore that Ryan Tannehill had two passing touchdowns this year, and Will Levis doubled that in one game. So you can't ignore those things. I I like what I saw from Will Levis. I I just think this offense has a, maybe it's a little less consistent, but it gives them somebody to, who could throw the ball down the field to open things up for Derrick Henry. You feel better about starting DeAndre Hopkins. Let's see Levis though on a short turnaround against a defense that can really get after the quarterback. Interested to see how that how that works out. What about the Steelers? So uh, Kenny Pickett says he's going to play. Yay! Um, I'm not really sure. 
the markets would downgrade the Steelers too much if Mitchell Trubisky came in. Deontay Johnson had season highs in catches and receiving yards and targets, with Trubisky doing most of the work at quarterback last week. Um, but George Pickens, if you have Pickens in there, you probably want Kenny Pickett. Uh, he only had a single catch. It was a touchdown last week uh, for Pickens. Um, but certainly somebody you want in there. So here is the deal with the Steelers running game. Uh, they split the Jalen Warren and Najee Harris split snaps down the line um, last week. But how about this? Tennessee's run defense, Ross, has all of a sudden been extremely gettable. After allowing zero games of 100 non-scramble rushing yards between week two of last year and week four of this year, Tennessee has allowed that number in each of its last three games, and they've also allowed more than three yards before contact in two of their last three games. So they are getting blown off the ball at the line of scrimmage right now, that run defense. In theory, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren should have room to run, as the Steelers probably want to run to keep the pressure off a of picket. But in theory does a lot of heavy lifting here when we're talking about a Matt Canada offense. I'm doubling down. It'll probably backfire for me, Joe, but I don't care. I'm I'm going with D hop as my stud at $6,000. And my, my value play is Levis. Maybe it'll blow up in my face. I don't care. I saw what those guys did. I feel like I'm rolling the dice that Levis throws it to D hop again. And then they go for it. Let's move on, Joe. Sunday morning, unbelievable. We gave the best game of the season to the Germans. Yeah, The people in Germany, it's going to be amazing. I'm thrilled for them. It's the Dolphins and the Chiefs with my guys Dan Orlovsky, Rich Eisen, and Jason McCourty. Yeah, I would love to be over there in in Germany. Uh, in Germany. Germany. <laughs> Don't stop. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to wake up on Sunday morning and normally it's like Jacksonville and the Raiders and you're just like, Oh yeah, let's tune into the game. I got to be up and I got to be Adam for this one with Miami and Kansas city. Um, Tua, uh, 324 and three last week against the Patriots, which is a good sign for Tua. Um, Tyree kill fought through the hip injury right now. Miami, Again, a narrow kind of fantasy team. You play each of their guys each and every week. Uh, Tua, Jalen Waddle, who finally had the game that was coming to him last week. Obviously, Tyreek. The one little uh, dent in the armor right now for Miami has kind of been Raheem Mostert's last couple of games. He's been under 50 yards rushing the last two weeks. He had what I call a deodorant touchdown against the Patriots. He had a touchdown that covered up how overall kind of stinky his game was. But let's just keep an eye on that. The Patriots and the Eagles, two tougher to defenses the last couple of weeks. Kansas City's been very good defensively, but um, but Raheem Mostert, this is his last game before Devon Achan comes off the IR. So maybe the last chance you have to use Raheem Mostert as a slam dunk must start running back. We've started to see the effectiveness way in a couple weeks. Is that just a blip on the radar or is that a greater trend? that they're going to get Devon Achan back uh, after the after the Week 10 bye. One thing to note for Miami that would be good news for this entire offense, they have activated the practice window for Teron Armstead, the left tackle. Um, he could potentially play this week in Frankfurt, Germany. Ooh. All right, what about for the Chiefs? So the Chiefs are, again, kind of frustrating for fantasy, but here's the thing. Um, I'm really interested to see 
if Isaiah Pacheco can kind of break out of a tiny bit of a rut, he's 17th among all running backs in expected fantasy points and fantasy points per game. So he's performing to his role, and that's really strong for a guy who is regularly available in the 7th and 8th rounds of drafts. You have a solid mid-range RB2. But the Chiefs have actually been struggling to open holes for him over the last five weeks. No team in the NFL has opened fewer yards before contact than the Chiefs over the last five weeks. Um, Pacheco, though, has still been reasonably effective because he's fifth in the NFL over that span in yards after contact. So Isaiah Pacheco, I think it's kind of funny that his play style to me is run through a brick wall. He just like takes the ball and goes. Um, And maybe he contributes to some of that lack of yards before contact because he's not exactly someone who shies away from it. But even when contacted, Isaiah Pacheco has been really effective. Now, last week, um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes struggled badly against the Broncos. He might have played the worst game of his career. Travis Kelsey had a season low in fantasy points. But the other thing to note, I've been saying it for weeks, if there's going to be a wide receiver who emerges here, it will be Rashi Rice, the rookie out of SMU. He posted his two highest route shares of the season over the last two weeks. He should be rostered in every single league, and I wouldn't be surprised if down the stretch he turns into a weekly wide receiver three. Wow. Okay, let's get to the Sunday 1 o'clock games. We'll start with the Vikings at the Falcons. I I think Jaron Hall is going to start. We're recording this Wednesday morning. We don't know who's starting at quarterback for either one of these teams at this moment. Yeah, so let's, we, we can probably get <laughs> we can probably get through this one quickly. The thing about Minnesota is, I think you probably still have to start Addison, and you probably still have to start Hawkinson. But it's a downgrade across the board until we see what happens. I still think at least Josh, if Josh Dobbs plays either this week, next week, or the week after, whenever Josh Dobbs plays, we saw him really target the tight end with with Arizona. So I feel like there's going to be a a good opportunity for TJ Hawkinson. You know, I call, I call Josh Dobbs, the easy Mac of NFL quarterbacks. Like Ross, Ross was easy Mac before, after your time when you were in college. I know what easy Mac is. Okay. So if you need a quick meal, you know, it's going to be cheesy and semi-satisfying. You pop it in the microwave. You can have easy Mac. You go through a box of that in a week. Okay. And then after a week, you're, kind of sick of eating easy mac and you want to upgrade that's what josh dobbs is right now you are going to get a perfectly cromulent meal you know just be like yeah i could go for some easy mac you know yeah and then after a few weeks you're like man i'm sick of eating easy mac that's what josh dobbs is as an nfl quarterback but unfortunately after the Kirk cousins injury the thing that we always have to know with Kirk cousins and i say it every week he throws the ball to his good players. Will Minnesota keep that condensed look with either Jaron Hall or Josh Dobbs on offense? I hope so. How about the Falcons, Joe? Well, I think they need to go to HB Heineke, um, hospital ball Heineke, because at least he gives his receivers a chance. And, and uh, old HB Heineke, uh, unbelievably, as soon as he comes into that game, he puts Drake London in the hospital. London has to reach for a high throw between two defenders, and he ends up with a groin injury. But uh, old hospital ball Heineke at least gives his receivers chances. So that's why I want to see him, because I know he's going to throw the ball to his receivers. I still don't know how Terry McLaurin's walking after playing a couple of years with Taylor Heineke. But uh, good on Taylor Heineke, because his, his receivers seem to like him because he gives them a chance to make throws. I hope it's Heineke here instead of Ritter. I don't know if that's going to stop uh, Arthur Smith's chicanery, but nonetheless, I would like to see a quarterback change for the Falcons because I feel like he can help open up their offense. 
Joe, I feel like I get at least one email a day to Ross at RossTucker.com with one of our listeners taking advantage of the unbelievable deals on the Game Time app. You want to go to any game? I know NBA and hockey are going now, NFL, even a concert. There's no better way than with the Game Time app. They got this Game Time guarantee, which means you always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem code FEAST for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. How about another good one, Joe? The Seahawks are at the Ravens. Juicy matchup of a couple of two lost teams. Yeah, and how about the Seahawks uh, going all in here? Uh, you know, uh, for Leonard Williams at the deadline, kind of trying to help uh, bo- uh, bo- uh, reinforce that defensive line. Uh, the thing to watch for the Seahawks, of course, again, one of those narrow fantasy teams, um, is the fact that Seattle. Um, has the backfield situation where Zach Charbonnet got a lot of snaps last week. Kenneth Walker had no injury designation, but you know he did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday with a calf injury. He busted off a long run in the first half of that contest, but nonetheless ended up uh, playing fewer snaps than Zach Charbonnet. So let's let's keep a, a, an eye on the status of Kenneth Walker this week. Still would start him if he's out there, but certainly something worth monitoring for Kenneth Walker. And and look, Geno Smith, he, he's going to throw a couple of picks, but he's got good receivers. Um, decent streaming quarterback option, although this is a tough matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore offensively wasn't quite as smooth against the Cardinals no. as they had been the week before against the Lions. Yeah, Lamar Jackson was complaining after the game. He thought the the um, the passing offense needed to be better. He wasn't he wasn't complaining about like the coaching. He was complaining about basically himself and the offense. Just one fifty seven on twenty seven pass attempts really uh, put a damper on my DFS day. I'll tell you that uh, because obviously, as I mentioned last week, I think Lamar Jackson is playing MVP level football right now. And and look, the Ravens they didn't do anything at the trade deadline uh, in terms of in terms of acquiring a running back. I thought they might be in the Derrick Henry sweepstakes. Tennessee obviously stood put, um, but uh, if you have Gus Edwards, we are seeing this as being a very positive matchup for the Ravens' offensive line. Um, it, it the Ravens' offensive line has been getting healthier. It paved the way for Gus Edwards to score three touchdowns last week. The Ravens have opened the third most adjusted yards before contact over the last five weeks on the ground. Um, so we're identifying this as a really good matchup. The problem is our numbers don't take into account the fact that the Seahawks just traded for Leonard Williams. So I'm really interested to see how Leonard Williams beefs up that defensive interior. The Cardinals... Looks like it'll be Clayton Toon and the Cardinals taking on the Browns. Right after Trey McBride was getting going with Dobbs, now we got Clayton Toon in there. Yeah, so um, Trey Mc... uh, uh, Clayton Toon's a complete unknown. Um, now, Dobbs being traded is, is confirmation that Kyler Murray's ready to play. Uh, because Kyler Murray, if he doesn't start this game, is going to be Arizona's backup quarterback. So, obviously, um, I've been harping on this for a couple of weeks, but maybe you're in a 10-team league somewhere 
less active than a 14-team league or something, go see if Kyler Murray's out there because he's going to start in the second half of the season. And he could start as soon as this week, um, but it looks like week 10 is a little bit more likely. I have no idea what to expect of Clayton Toon. If he goes out there, it's going to be against the Cleveland defense, one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. So I wouldn't expect a ton from Clayton Toon. And I really wouldn't want to play any of these receivers with the exception of, I I mean, I guess you can use Hollywood Brown as a three, but Trey McBride is the guy uh, at tight end who I think you probably don't have a better option. I'm just not terribly enthused to see Clayton Toon against the Cleveland defense. What about Cleveland on offense? We know who's starting a quarterback for them. What What is even going on? The Joe? quarterback injuries around the NFL are making my job a little bit more difficult because, you know, if Deshaun Watson plays this week, all right, is that good or not? I don't know. He looked, He's looked terrible when he's been out there, and he clearly wasn't ready the last time to play. And nonetheless, P.J. Walker, um, among 34 quarterbacks with 100 dropbacks, P.J. Walker is last in completion percentage over expected, last in passer rating, and 28th in yards per attempt. Meanwhile, the Cardinals have held three straight quarterbacks, uh, Lamar Jackson, Geno Smith, and Matthew Stafford, to fewer than 16 fantasy points. So this could be a really ugly performance for the Cleveland Browns on offense, even if Deshaun Watson starts. But P.J. Walker's been really bad. Um, and I know they had those two wins with him at quarterback, but they fi- the, the the chickens finally came home to roost last week uh, for Cleveland. So this is not a team that I trust right now. And here is the problem. They got in three running backs last week. Jerome Ford, I was surprised he played. But three running backs got involved, and all were reasonably effective. All of Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, and Pierre Strong were reasonably effective last week. And Kareem Hunt's probably the best bet of those options because he gets the red zone work. So Cleveland could potentially have a nasty three-man running back rotation. We can deal with two. Three is a lot harder. The Rams are taking on the Packers. Hey, guess what, Ross? We don't know who's starting a quarterback for the Rams. (laughs) Um, This is nuts. I'm going to presume it's Brett Rippon. If it's even a hobbled Matthew Stafford, Stafford's played through thumb injuries in the past, but even a a hobbled um, Matthew Stafford would be better than Brett Rippon for Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. Puka Nakua is dealing with some knee swelling. Um, I, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> like I, uh, Sean McVay is a phenomenal uh, schemer. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup are the real deal. The run game's been reasonably effective with Daryl Henderson uh, and Royce Freeman, but I, I just don't know how I how I could possibly handicap Brett Rippon in this spot. And and Green Bay needs a win so desperately. Um, that's a team that's going to have everything, everything, throwing everything against the wall in that one. Let's get to. The uh, Packers on the other side, that hasn't been real good either, Joe. Did you see there was a play um, that kind of went viral? And and look, I, I saw um, former NFL quarterback, former Big Ten quarterback, Ross, uh, Kurt Benkert on Twitter. He was like, you know, I know Jordan Love hasn't played well, but name me any quarterback who could succeed in this situation. And, um, and I was like, you know, sometimes you hear that if people had like their previous takes and they're like, oh, but the situation's bad. And we've heard that for Justin Fields for about three years now. But there was a play that went viral on on Packers Twitter that was like, here's Jordan Love dropping back to pass. And none of his receivers ran around. 
They all blocked. It was apparently an RPO where the O that Jordan Love took was the P, and the O that the receivers took was the R. And Jordan Love, I think, was under pressure, might have gotten sacked. It it was a horrible-looking play. I saw some of his receivers drop passes. I mean, this is just brutal right now for Green Bay on offense. And I feel like they want to run the ball, but the problem is Aaron Jones isn't 100%. It it's a disaster right now, and they have to. Uh, their receivers, Watson and Dobbs, were two of the least efficient receivers um, in terms of expected fantasy points versus actual production last week. Among twenty five qualified quarterbacks, Jordan Love is bottom five in accurate throws. He's bottom five in off target throws. He's bottom five in catchable throws. So he's been inaccurate. The receivers are making it worse. The line's making it worse. The coaching's making it worse. It's an, a mess across the board for the Green Bay Packers. Well, I wouldn't feel real good about that, but I do feel good about my fantasy draft picks. But if you're feeling good and not sure what to eat, make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. Burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to your door and when that happens i drink some labat blue lights with it because that's the best thing to drink when you're having some doordash live life to the power of we always enjoy responsibly delicious beer labat usa buffalo new york the bucks are in houston joe yeah um the bucks are starting to fall off a little bit and Houston kind of played a game in Carolina unfortunately that we thought um they were going to play all year and I think people use CJ Stroud and DFS they stream CJ Stroud I was somebody who was I was all in on Nico Collins last week and the Texans offense just took a crap and I think that's going to happen sometimes with a rookie quarterback um the Buccaneers can't run the football we know the Buccaneers can't run the football. It is perhaps encouraging that two of Rashad White's three best games in terms of yards before contact have come in the last two weeks, which suggests the offensive line is starting to open some holes. Um, but nonetheless, Tampa has shifted to use it R- Rashad White in the passing game as sort of an extension of running the ball. They've tried Keyshawn Vaughn. They've tried Sean Tucker. They've tried Chase Edmonds. None of these guys have come anywhere close to approximating Rashad White's effectiveness in the backfield. And even though Rashad White hasn't been terribly effective, it's clearly a sign that this offense is not designed to run the ball well, and White is still their best running back. So Rashad White, he he survived at the deadline. They did not acquire another back. So I think you just keep using him as a low-end RB2 and hope that increased usage in the passing game continues in the second half of the season. And on the other side, Joe, with the oh, you kind of talked about the Texans. Yeah, the Texans. Look, uh, it was a bad game. Um, with C.J. Stroud did not play great. Um, the Texans have been unable to run the ball, and here's the problem, Ross. I mentioned Devin Singletary on last week's podcast as somebody to pick up. Well, Devin Singletary did have a role in that game. Uh, in that backfield, he was first in targets and second in carries. Here is the problem: the Texans worked in a third back. They started working Mike Boone into the lineup, and that's a problem for fantasy. Again, we can deal with two. We cannot deal with three sometimes, especially on a football team like this one um, that is going to be inconsistent offensively with a rookie quarterback. 
I don't think I'm uh, – you know, let's do one more game. Okay. Commanders-Patriots. Go for it. All right, Sam Howell. I don't know what, what it is about um, playing the Eagles that makes Sam Howell look like uh, Brett Favre, but his average time to throw is ridiculously low against the Eagles. I don't know why Eric Bieniemy wouldn't keep doing that going forward, uh, but it's certainly something to watch. Um, if you're desperate for somebody to pick up off the waiver wire, um, then I mean desperate. Uh, Curtis Samuel got hurt. Jamison Crowder had some garbage time production against the Eagles. Uh, and then on the Patriots side, they had another stinker this past week. Uh, going up against Miami, Kendrick Bourne goes down, and that's unfortunate because he is the guy who unlocks everything they do on offense for Mac Jones. If somebody's out, needs somebody on the waiver wire, probably not a huge waiver priority, but Pop Douglas, Demario Douglas, is a worthwhile add for the Patriots. He's their only receiver who can run. Ooh, okay, that's that's juicy. Um, maybe they'll get Josh McDaniels in to help <laughs> yeah, Bill O'Brien as the OC. They should because, uh, oh boy, what a disaster with the Raiders. We will get to the Raiders soon in episode two because they play the Giants. Antonio Pierce, my fellow undrafted rookie free agent with Washington in 2001. Looking forward to hearing your breakdown on that one. Another team where we don't know the starting quarterback. This is, this is just fun. Episode two is coming at you next. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.